catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Whatever you do, always give 100%. Unless you're donating blood. Also, if you think yourself too small to be effective, imagine yourself in a dark room with a mosquito. Yes, that sound, the buzzing. Like you're about to say a prayer. Whatever happens, if you feel stuck in the middle, smile and keep working. Or keep walking. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. Wherever you're listening from, like, comment, and share. We dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting Africa to keep you informed. You can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp, text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. And 1st of October in nigeria is a national day because that's the day nigeria marks its independence from british colonial rule and in 1982 the first commercial compact disc player cd player the sony cdp 101 went on sale in japan on the 2nd of october 1955 is when what we consider as the world's first fully electronic computer after 11 years of continuous service the inner computer was retired from service on 3rd of october 1950 at&t bell labs researchers john bardeen walter bratain and william shockley received the u.s patent for their invention of the transistor which they had successfully demonstrated two years before then earlier and this transistor completely revolutionized the development of electronic and computerized technology and on the 5th of october 2011 sadly after a long battle with pancreatic cancer tech visionary and founder of apple computers steve jobs passed away his contributions to technology are quite undeniable and with steve wozniak they started the pc revolution with their apple two computer and then after being forced out of apple steve jobs went on to found next next incorporation and then purchased pixar the company that would redefine the animate the animation picture industry right the animation industry in 1997 apple purchased next which brought steve jobs back to apple and you know the tech developed at next was used as a foundation for apple's future operating system the mac os x and the ios and by introducing the iphone and the ipad he ended the pc era that he created you know kickstarted the new world of tech and led apple from the brink of collapse to the most valuable so just a few days back in september we remember the think different ad by apple that is that a lot of people thought was you know the brainchild of steve jobs but notwithstanding I still listen to the speech he gave at uh, a university college. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is one of uh, the most inspiring speeches I've actually had at you know a ceremony for college graduates or graduating students in college. On the 6th of October 1942, Chester Carlson was issued a patent on a process called electrophotography, now commonly known as photocopying. It was not until 1946 that a company had any interest in pursuing photocopying commercially. 
the Haloid company finally licensed Carlson's patent and created the word xerography to differentiate the process from traditional photography. Eventually, photocopying became such a large part of the company's revenue that Haloid changed their name to Xerox. And for those who grew up within that particular generation, you know photocopying as Xerox, like, oh, the Xerox machine, not the photocopying machine. <laughs> well, to mark Nigeria's 63rd independence celebration, I went out with the intention of getting 63 Nigerians to make a wish for Nigeria. Close your eyes. Make a wish for Nigeria. I reached out to the tech bros and sis on my contact list. While some did not have any wishes to make, some laughed the idea of, some thought it was ridiculous to make wishes at all, others were dismayed with the celebration, and six faithful Nigerians answered the call to wishes. And I present these six faithful ones to you with their wishes for Nigeria. Though I may not have gotten 63 to represent each year of independence, Six represents each decade, and I'm happy I was able to get them on. Take a listen. Hey, my name is Chiso Moko. I'm a software engineer, tech author, and digital content creator, and I'm wishing Nigeria a happy 63rd birthday. My wish for Nigeria is peace and security, because without peace, we wouldn't make any meaningful progress or development in the nation. Happy birthday, Nigeria. Hello fellow Nigerians, my name is Uge Udebunam, I am a researcher and a journalist. Here is my wish for Nigeria at 63. May Nigeria be great again. Thank you. Hi, I'm Seth Lowes and I have a wish for Nigeria to recognize, you know, beyond stripes. Let's see ourselves as Nigerians and prioritize our goals as Nigerians. Happy Independence Day, Nigeria. Happy Independence Day, Nigeria. This is Adeze, and my one wish for Nigeria would be, I wish that Nigeria could be safe without you having to worry about insecurity when you're going from point A to B. I wish that that could be realized by our next Independence Day. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kingsley Owadara. I am an AI researcher, and as Nigerian clocks 63, I'm wishing Nigeria more of um, technological innovation and wisdom on how to regulate it and promote the local talent. Thank you very much. Hi there, my name is Ayomide Ibironke and I am a public relations and communications consultant. As my country, Nigeria, today marks 63 years of independence, uh, my only wish for Nigeria is for the tears, hunger, blood and poverty of the people to be replaced with a lot of laughter happiness good security and good governance that have the interest of the people at heart thank you so much and happy independence day to nigeria my country now past the wishes we have made for nigeria it's time now afterwards to walk the work and not just talk the talk right still sticking with nigeria stories making the rounds uh, most impactful stories on the continent of africa starting in nigeria dr halilu shabar the director general of the national space research and development agency in nigeria has said that the valuation of nigeria's space industry could be as high as one billion dollars and he said that the agency had successfully cultivated the essential resources and expertise needed for the sector to prosper. He also mentioned 
that the agency is actively implementing measures to democratize space technology and involve a broader spectrum of Nigerians to enhance awareness and ensure transparency in service delivery. Well, aside that, something else that's important that's happening in Nigeria as Nigeria marks its independence is the West African Examinations Council, WAEC. Everyone in Nigeria knows WAEC. Come on, everyone in West Africa knows WAEC. They've announced the appointment of Dr. Amos Josiah Dangut as the new head of the Nigeria National Office. And before his announcement as the head of the Nigeria National Office, he was uh, the deputy registrar in the HNO's office. And he's taking over from Patrick Areha, whose tenure ends in October 2023. Mr. Dangut was born on the 2nd of October 1967 as I live and breathe in Mba, district of Bokos local government area of Plateau State in Nigeria. And his bachelor's was in agriculture in animal production at the University of Agriculture, Makardi, Benue State in 1991. We're leaving Nigeria and going to the eastern part of Africa, Kenya, where the Central Bank of Kenya officially has joined the Pan-African Payments and Settlement Systems PAPS. This means that businesses in Kenya can now be paid in local currency from other countries where the central bank has already adopted and implemented the payment systems called PAPS. Yes, this platform called PAPS was developed in collaboration with the African Exports Import Bank, popularly known as a Frexim Bank, two years ago. And the major objective is to ensure that Africans trade with Africans under the Africa Continental Free Trade Area ASCFTA agreement. Now, the Central Bank of Kenya, known as CBK, is the 10th African Central Bank to join PAPS. And this is alongside the Central Bank of Nigeria, Ghana, Liberia, Guinea, Gambia, the Gambia, Sierra Leone, Djibouti, Zimbabwe, and Zambia. I hope I didn't mention that Zambia before. Now, there's a deadline of 2024 for all African Central Banks to sign up with PAPS so that we can all start trading with ourselves, with one another. Currently, about 28 commercial banks have signed up. And West Africa has the most with 12 Guinean and 11 Nigerian banks each, respectively. For banks that have operations in Kenya, there is Standard Chartered, Ecobank, and KCB. The Ecobank and KCB signed up to PAPS in June this year. Okay, we're moving on. Still in Kenya, though, but uh, to another authority, the ICT. The ICTA, that's the ICT Authority, has told public institutions in Kenya that they can now send their e-waste, electronic waste, to minimize the adverse environmental impacts of e-waste and then create jobs also. The authority targets to collect 100,000 devices from over 200 public organizations. And these organizations are state corporations, universities, and TVETs in 2023-2024. Now you can give your e-waste to the National Refurbishment, Assembly, and E-Waste Management Facility that's located at the Supplies Branch of Likoni Road in Industrial Area, Nairobi. This is a partnership between the National Environmental Management Authority, NEMA, or NEMA, and Public Procurement Regulatory Authority, PPRA, 
And so far, about 11,000 devices from 42 public institutions have been collected and over 2,000 devices tested. This is also in line with the Section 176 of the Public Procurement and Assets Disposal Act of 2022, which directs an accounting officer of a procuring entity to ensure that an annual assets disposal plan is prepared for items that are declared as unserviceable, surplus, or obsolete, obsolescent stores, assets or equipment. And then Section 177 highlights the establishment of a disposal committee for purposes of e-waste disposal in public institutions. And now, the transfer of e-waste from public institutions to the ICTA can begin. Organizations and households should maybe think about this too, some kind of a disposal plan. And the ICTA should also think of scaling this because, come on, man, this should be scaled. What do you think? We're moving to the northern part of Africa in Egypt and the United Arab Emirates signing a currency swap deal worth about $1.4 billion to help Egypt ease its economic crisis. Now, Bloomberg reported that Egypt is battling its worst foreign currency squeeze in years, and Egypt has devalued its currency three times since early 2022, which, you know, saw it lose almost half its value against the dollar. Okay, so the online banker will most likely be explaining this when next you see him, because I will tell him to explain what this means. Um, but according to Bloomberg, this $1.4 billion deal will allow the central banks of Egypt and the United Arab Emirates to exchange their local currencies up to 5 billion dirhams and 42 billion Egyptian pounds just to ensure that these guys, you know, Egypt, you know, like they have like that foreign currency and it's easier, you know, for them instead of having the currency squeeze or foreign currency squeeze that they've been having for a while just like the nigerian um dollar and naira um, um discussion well something else that's really interesting is a news in south africa by rectron announcing the arrival of their one megawatt battery and this is actually also africa's first megawatt battery and it's supposed to help them minimize the amount of stress that the business has gone through relying on ESCOM with the many power shortages and power cuts that they've had or that ESCOM has seen. Note that for a couple of years now, two years or so, if not more, ESCOM has been suffering power shortages and power cuts. So in the last few years, in fact, this year alone, 2023, we've had more power cuts than you know escom has had in you know probably 10 years yeah one decade i know that the price or the cost of diesel is escalating every day frequent and unpredictable power outages have become almost a thing businesses throughout south africa have been forced to consider renewable energy or any other source of energy as their primary source of power and rectron recently just announced you know their own source of renewable energy which would be their primary source of power which is africa's first one megawatt battery and it's the continent's first huawei fusion solar um, energy storage solution and it's going to be their head office in midrand and they hope you know that it will serve as an example for other businesses to emulate well i actually hope that escom gets you know 
solves the issue of the power outages in South Africa. We don't have to actually rely you know, sources that are not exactly very clean or renewable. Finally, finally, what's really important when uh, Techno launched this V-Flip um, in, at the vault in Ikeja GR in Lagos, Nigeria, um, a couple of a host actually <laughs> of tech influencers came around and they made you know comments about it and i saw a video i think it was that same night a video of cypher and kagan tech cypher okoy and kagan tech on ig you can search for them you know they made a video and they poured alcohol on i think it was an iphone 15 pro max or so yes <laughs> close to 2 million naira then and they poured they did it like the alcohol and water test and people were like, oh, let's see what happens afterwards. And they said, oh, we're going to make another video to show whether the phone still, you know, like works or not. No, but that's like besides the, the discussion. Now, I got shocked when I heard, I'm very sure they must have been shocked too, that the latest iPhone 15 models that, you know, got released just over a week ago, yeah, some people complained that they were getting hot. And Kagan made a video and he said, oh, so he can testify that when he's outside and it's like over how many degrees hot, right? I think over 30 or so degrees hot, you know, of course, the phone, titanium, somehow it would get hot, right? Okay, maybe not just hot, but like quite hot. And something like you might not really even be able to like hold it in your hands. But when you're in like room temperature, kind of cold or kind of warm, it's actually just fine. Nothing happens to it. Apple on Saturday said that they would issue a software update that would address customers' complaints about the latest iPhone 15 models that released over that got released just over a week ago. And people started complaining that they were running hot. They said that the new iPhone models were running hot because of a combination of bugs in iOS 17, bugs in apps, and a temporary setup period. Well, let's see if these are actually meets up and you know kagan please when you finally get these software updates right get them and please keep us updated let's know exactly if this is something that's going to maybe make apple make some payouts i don't know because i know people like suing or maybe it will just solve the issue permanently or maybe there was no issue at all in the first place and people were just getting head over themselves. I don't know. <laughs> well, these are all the stories I'm tracking at this point. So very interesting, important and impactful stories happening across the continent. If there's anyone you think I may have missed out, please send me a voice note or send me a text on 0913-558-1766. I'm on WhatsApp. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Happy Independence Nigeria, by the way. And if you're a Nigerian, well, happy Independence to you too. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com